You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, testing one, two. How was the weekend, guys? It was good, man. Pretty not bad. Good. Was it really good? Because I texted you and checked in a little bit, and, and I felt like you were giving me not good vibes. Actually, I had to I had to text Jacob because he had told me he was going to go hunt, and I hadn't heard anything. And I'm like, I'm assuming this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, the excitement level at the beginning of rifle season, we're all texting every two seconds out yeah. there, mm-hmm. and then it kind of wanes and wanes until <laughs> the last day of my season. I'm just like, oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. I think Erica is over here, like, ready to quit. Depressed. I'm yeah. worried about you. I'm glad it's over, honestly. I'm glad Modern Gun is over. I uh, Did you get a muzzle loader too? No. Do you want one? No. Listen, I'm, Brad's been trying to yeah, move this muzzle loader nope. for like a year. Yeah, if anybody's listening. It might have killed a man. I, <laughs> <laughs> serial number I, definitely scratched. I don't I, I have been I have been trying to sell this gun. It, like I don't want it and I'm at seventy five dollars is all I've been asking for it and nobody wants to buy it off of me. So you call all, Brad at five oh two. I'll bring it in for the next uncensored. We can like have it up and it'll be yeah. like QVC yeah. and uh, we'll have a live call in where they call Erica's cell phone. <laughs> She takes, she takes she takes silent bids. Hello, I like it. All right, so tell me what what was you? You're the, I think you're the only one. Did you get out? No, I yeah, took care of a puppy. Yeah, that's you made a terrible mistake for uh, during hunting season to get one too. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what what happened? Well, so I've been having very steady images of bucks on my trail camera. I've got a great spot around a pond, high traffic area, lots of bedding, lots of hot scrapes and rubs. I mean, it is ideal, perfect. I keep getting pictures of them in the middle of the night. I cannot have mm-hmm. an interaction with these deer during the day. I would have thought there's at some point in the rut they, were, they weren't nocturnal anymore. So there was opening day on that Saturday. I, I went deep in the thicket, and I was like, I know he's going to come through this path. So I sat there. I saw him across the clearing. saw him working a rub. I was like, all right, here it goes. I'm excited. And he gets into where I – and it's hard to describe the way I hunt, but it's on the ground, posted up next to a tree. I've got a shooting stick. It's very tight vegetation. So I have like two foot windows to make shots. It's not ideal. So he comes into the clearing and all I've got is his head and conscious decision. I'm not taking this shot. And, uh, 
so he makes eye contact with me, and we have a stare down for a long time. And finally, he turns around and walks away. Like that was the most intense. So he didn't get alerted. He just kind of was checking. He was like, out. "Something's not." I mean, I sat very still. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Something's not right." And he stood up straight, kind of like turned, backed out very quietly. Never took Braden, off and ran. Braden would tell you that your your aura was yeah, showing through your clothes. You're putting off bad my energy. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how my deer season went. Like tons of great sign. Um, I bumped a lot of deer this year getting in in the mornings, and I don't know if like I need to change how I approach. There's only certain ways I can go in on this property, and so I need to kind of like revamp now that I. I would, I would sleep this. in my stand. Yeah, my my wife actually suggested that. She's like, "Why don't you just spend the night out I, there?" That might be concerning for other reasons. That she's <laughs> trying to get you, out. you should sleep outside tonight. <laughs> You're in the deer house. <laughs> Good one. So uh, that may be my new approach, but you know, I still got some time in the archery season to, to kind of seal the deal on this. So I'm not I'm not done yet. I'm not like you. I'm not done. I I feel like your scenario was my scenario too. Like rifle season, saw two bucks. Or opening day, I mean, they were, I couldn't take the shot, they were kind of too far away and, and behind some brush or whatnot, saw does all the time from that, some does, but then the last two weeks went out Thanksgiving, went out this weekend, two times this weekend, went out the previous weekend, just sitting there, nothing, nothing, and I'm seeing on my trail camera, I texted y'all the picture that 13, 14 pointer yeah, but deer. Yeah, oh still gosh. coming through Nocturnal too. Yeah, they're just coming in during the night. And, okay, I'll get out there early in the morning, about an hour or so before shooting light, and sit there, and I hear them under, literally underneath me. And then they're, like, chasing those through. But then daylight, there's nothing. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's a roller coaster of emotions. <clears throat> That's why I think I'm done. Like I don't, I don't know if like my my mental state can handle going out another time and seeing nothing. My aunt was like, "Do you want to borrow my my crossbow now that gun is over?" You're like, "No, I'm gonna buy Brad's muzzle loader." No, I was like, "No," because I don't think my mental stability and also like Tim watching my kid, my husband watching the kids, like but they're his kids too. I know, I know, but I'm, <laughs> it's not I, babysitting know. when they're yours. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But you know, like I just better get back to real life and in my dreams of. I feel like you got to go a couple t- times because things will calm down after gun season and in the rut. And will they, they might, come out after like when rut's over? Or are gonna, they going to like start come feeding? Back? Yeah, yeah, they'll kind of get into a rhythm again. How long does Indiana season go? Well, you've got like right now it's like a break between like all together or muzzleloader, so you can as archery, archery and then muzzleloader is going to pick up or uh, Saturday, I think. So I'm planning to bow hunt this week, hopefully this weekend, or are you going during the week? This week, yeah, yeah this week. I'm going to try to get out again. It's just it's freaking hard, like relating to Erica. Like this is like our first season, like really hunting hard. I guess you hunted last year more than I did, but like trying to like learn on the fly and all these different phases of like what the deer activity is it's it's freaking tough like okay i think i got this figured out a little bit and it's like boom now something different is happening and you've got to like try to figure it all out again next time somebody uh like some guy commented on my I put up a thing about link, on LinkedIn about hunting, and some guy was like, it's really easy to sit there by a box blind and, and just oh, catch yeah. them when they come through. And catch I'm like, em. you literally catch have no deers. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> because, no I mean, we're over here. I think every one of us has been trying to shoot a doe, 
Yeah, and right. Yeah, like <laughs> anything you, with four yeah, legs. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know about anything, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, my dad could tell you some funny stories about guys shooting the biggest doe they've ever seen, and it this was an elk. Cow. It was oh. an elk <laughs> in Eastern oh. Kentucky. It's happened multiple times. My dad knows multiple people that have gotten like in trouble. I was about to say oh, yeah. that's oh. got to be a big oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, the, and the judges down there all hunt, so they're going to throw the book at you. Yep. Uh, but but the. I mean, it's like people think that it's super easy when when you're hunting these small plots and, like, I'm going to stroll out and just take a deer. And, you know, I, I think, uh, if nothing else, for three episodes, we've shown that it can be a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. And, so and they're there. It's not like you don't know if they're there or not. They so this, are there. Yeah. Is that the gist of your weekend, though? You sat and didn't see anything, or you got, you got anything else uh, to share on Monday? I saw some other things go down. Some other things happen. Um I feel like a drug deal is coming. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. what do you mean? No. Uh, well, so we, we've had a couple conversations about the woods poop. It's no secret that <laughs> this is this is a hunting staple and apparently for our office a just a regular thing. Um, you know, typically take care of business at the house before you get out the door. That is the <laughs> ideal scenario. Is it? I don't know. I, I feel like I, a little. I do, man, because I don't like the added stress and pressure. A little bare butt cheek in the morning when it's like 20 <laughs> degrees. It kind of what yeah, you take a little bit less coffee. You're peeing less alive. in the stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so, so we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get out to my spot. I bump a deer on the way there. I'm kind of aggravated about that. I, I get set up and I'm, I'm good to go. This is, you know, dark, very dark. Not even close to first light yet. So oh, I, I thought you were saying where we were going. No. So <laughs> this is dark. It's not. It's not dark. Get ready. Dark waters. It's, it's entertaining. <laughs> I think. Um, so, anyways, like I'm, I'm set up. It's pitch black. My stomach's fine. I don't feel anything on the way there. I'm not nervous. Is about this it, like worry. narrator voice. His stomach was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, little did he know. So uh, you know, I'm sitting there. It's first light comes up. I, I hear a couple gunshots. Um, I, you know, the ducks fly off the pond, like all the, t- the staples of my hunting mornings are happening. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, stomach is, is telling me something. This is Wait, is this, a, is this after Thanksgiving? <laughs> it, this is after leftovers. Yeah. So, uh, so you've yeah. been eating Dairy. like, yeah, you've been eating Dairy. for like three days yeah. of just garbage. And, uh, so I'm like, well, I, usually I can stave it off. <laughs> you know, if there's one little murmur I can hold out. So that happens a couple more times, and at this point, it's 7 o'clock. It's well light outside. I haven't seen any action, so I'm like, I need to just go take care of this, come back out, and hunt the rest of the morning. And so this is at my mother-in-law's farm. So I text her, and I'm like, hey, I need to come use the restroom real quick. I have a key to the house, but I didn't want to scare the crap out of her and my sister-in-law while they're you know dead asleep. And With your gun and camo yeah, walking yeah, up. Just marching in the house in a hurry, like sweaty fever. Um, and so she doesn't respond. She's notoriously bad about responding to text message and phone calls. Yeah. So this would have never occurred to me. That. I'd been like, which tree? Yeah. <laughs> well, so that is the, the nice thing is that I'm close to a house. So yeah. I, was like, I might as well go and you know, whatever. So I get up to my truck to throw my rifle in the truck and I you check my, I check my phone. It's like, she has not responded. I'll always keep toilet paper in my truck. Mm. Because there is not a time I go – I mean, most of the time if I go fishing in the woods or something like that, it'll happen. Can confirm. And so trail runs. been known to poop on a trail run. Um, so, anyways, I get that the TP out. I was like, this is going down. It has to happen. I can't – I don't want to go scare her. So I go walking to, like, the nearest wood line that I, you know, have access to. And on the backside of the barn, which you guys have been over there, 
there's a folding chair. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I can take all my stuff <laughs> off and set it on this folding chair, you know, and just get myself in order. Um, so I'm taking all my stuff off. Uh, take me, you know, my jackets and my, my blaze vests and <laughs> oh like stripping gosh. down to like, he only poops completely. Naked. <laughs> I set my, my sidearm down and my, you know, I'm like, okay, I just, Dax Shepard did that. That was like a phobia. Yeah. He, he would like take off all of his Go clothes. Naked. Yes. He had no, to and then naked. he had to put his feet up on the um, toilet squat and poop then before he yeah. wiped he had to open the door go touch the wall yeah. come back yes. squat back and then wipe he had like a whole condition a whole, yeah yeah so anyways. Th- anyways that made me think so of it i knew you would oh know goodness. Yeah. just streaking out in a public bathroom tap the wall and come back yeah well oh, at man. least at home like he had some kind of i think OCD. that's what that's where it came to a head was when he had to poop in public it's about to oh. say that doesn't happen in public uh, i don't think yeah. you catch a charge yeah. if you do that yeah his stepdad apparently like traumatized him over it so oh gosh, oh, gosh this is getting dark you were yeah. right. right okay yeah so <laughs> no poop phobias in the woods for me at all um, but I did, you know, I was fortunate I had a, a way to not just like throw my, my coat in the grass, the wet grass and stuff. So I was pumped about that. So I get all this stuff off and it, it was like, I set my sidearm down on the chair and it released some sort of pressure on my belt. And I was like, it's happening. Like there's oh, no. no more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, no. so I, you know, I'm standing there and, oh man. How graphic we want to go here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's know. called Uncensored. Uh, by you it, it's your name on it. So, uh, <laughs> All right. So there's a there's a garbage can <laughs> sitting there <laughs> and cardboard. And I'm like, I can't, I can't run over to the woods now. And so I'll hold on to the garbage can to support myself <laughs> and go on the cardboard. Like just right there on the cardboard. And so <laughs> the visualization this I have rough. right now is something that I don't know if I want. So that's called so art in New York. Then, <laughs> yeah. hang, that, hang that in a museum. So I, you know, luckily I have my TP that, that situation is great. Cause you don't have to worry about finding leave. So at least I got a good wipe. And then I'm like, all right, I got to handle this before I go back out to hunt. I need to do something with you can't this. leave this cardboard. Heaven here. forbid the dog gets out and comes over uh-huh. here, drags it over to the house. Yeah. Oh, so I'm like, oh man. Okay. So I like carry this box. It's like a shit pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery <laughs> man. Carry it over, over to the woods and you know, get a stick and like, <laughs> take, Oh my God. Off, cover it up, hey. you know, like cover it up, take care of it. Fold the cardboard all up and set it to the size. Like, all right, I'll get that when I come back up. <laughs> and, uh, hey, you know, I get back out to, to my, go back in my life. I'll go back out to my spot, kind of take some deep breaths and just calm myself get back centered. down. Yeah. <laughs> and my mother-in-law has responded at this point. Uh, now you got to confess what you did. <laughs> she's, like, uh, she's like, yeah, the door's open. Come on in. And I respond, I was like, too late, sorry, it had to happen right away. <laughs> her response, P.S., don't go to the barn. <laughs> yeah. Her response is the best. It was like, well, I'm glad it worked out okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little Maybe do you so know. It, was, <laughs> it worked out. And so I'm, and then I, I'm kind of laughing about this, and I text it to my brother-in-law and, and wife, like, you know, this stupid conversation about me pooping in the woods. And my brother-in-law says, so did you bury it? I'm like, Oh, that's funny. You thought there was time enough for me to dig a yeah. hole yeah. during this whole situation. Like, I had to literally poop on the backside of the barn in an urgent manner. I was not digging a hole. So, 
Can I just use this opportunity to really sell the first light sanctuary bibs? <laughs> oh my gosh. None of this happens if you and I I am not been paid for this. We don't currently work with First Light, but they have figured out one thing about whitetail hunting that few bib makers have figured out, and it's that when poop hits, you got to go. Is there a butt flap? Dude. Oh, yeah. they have oh. a butt flap. Yeah. I never take off all my stuff. But see, I'd be too scared to get it on me. That's why I had to, like, shed. And... <laughs> no. This it's is... like an explosive event the, for Jacob. The, the, the <laughs> flap unzips around your butt and comes down. You pull the flap up, and you're, like, right there, ready to go. But oh, wait, man. okay. So you Eric only wear – Yes, I need to know about this. No, it, issue it's, it really does because for you. You guys know I have a lot of anxiety. Like, I go in the buddy scene with my dad, generally, and then he just – Goes. Goes, and he has, you know, whatever. And I tell you guys, like, what am I going to do when I got to pee? Like, my dad's right there. And you're like, well, just go. And I'm like, well, no, because this requires, like, you can't do that. My whole butt is like, hey, dad. Hey, It's going to be right there because everything has to come down. Yeah, you can't do that up. Right. But I don't think. No. I've never tried it in your position, but. (laughs) No, I just, there's a lot of dehydration that takes place the day before to prevent this. Working theory, maybe you don't see deer because you always pass out in the stand (laughs) (laughs) because you dehydrate yourself. This is true. (laughs) I just wake up and the day is passed. I didn't see anything, guys. I don't know what. Time flies when I'm out there. But do you not have layers underneath the bib? Yeah, they slide down. So you slide those down and then just release the flap. Release, uh, or release, no the flap, release the flap, release the flap, with the, with the sanctuary bibs, I have hunted in 16 degrees with only thermals under them and been hmm. fine. Like they are, I don't, in fact, unless it's in the twenties, I won't wear them because they're too warm. They're, they're built yeah. for like Northern whitetail hunting. Mm-hmm. I would never recommend these for anybody below the Tennessee line. Like it's, you're not going to use them, but the, the value that I've found in them is like being able to do that. Uh, I also will hike out with them open. That's part of what the vents for too is to keep because a lot of your heat builds up in this area as you're walking, yep. and if you ventilate mm. properly when you're walking out, um, your your core will stay cooler and you don't sweat as much. Um, they're really well thought out. They also have silent pockets on them, um, which not all the first not all stuff in general is built for whitetail, right? Like a lot of the first light stuff I have has like zippers and stuff on it, but the the sanctuary has a silent. Po- I mean, it's like. It's a elastic under a flap, and I can slide my phone in there. Um, or toilet paper. Or, well, I always have toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've advocated for the woods boob, so yeah. um, I've got several stories. Um, but no, anyway, I mean, I'm just serious. Like, it, it sounds stupid to say, like, this is why you should think of this, but if you're out there in the woods and don't have a house that you could go to, you got to get all that stuff off anyways. And like you said, you got – and – you also get into a harness, which makes this even harder in a oh, tree yeah. stand. It's like, like, see, I wasn't hunting. You weren't in a, a harness, but like that makes it even tougher. But <laughs> you go under messy. the bib with your harness, or do you go over? Um, I go over on okay. the bib. So if all I right. was in a tree, I, I mean, I would get out of the tree first of all. Like I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna poop from the tree. Just like Maybe hang that's on the with your butt over. Swing around to the side. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not getting in on that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to smell it, and I definitely don't want it blowing away from my tree stand. Like I would go plant that thing somewhere where it's strategically strategic wind. Yeah, poops. I strategically put it somewhere uh, that that is not gonna affect the windage. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you're having these issues and you can relate to Jacob's story, maybe find some more thoughtful apparel. Mm-hmm. It might be worth 380 bucks or whatever those things are. Gosh. Dude, yeah. I, I'm telling you, though, warmth-wise, I, I, 
I can't beat them. I, what I've started doing this year, uh, I have the guide pants, which are like thick and not waterproof, but they're pretty dang close to waterproof. I started wearing my uh, puffy pants under those yeah. to get me – because I had a gap, like 30 degrees. I'm like, ah, it's too cold for my normal setup, but it's also like not sanctuary level. So, yeah. But that, like, that got me through the gap was wearing the – puffies under my guide pants because the the guide the guide pants are loud but they're they're pretty warm because they're they are that like almost waterproof material they might be waterproof i don't think they are but i mean that's what i wear if it's gonna rain so the whole layering thing has been a interesting thing trying to figure out too like you gave me a box of everything i need but it's like bo was actually explaining this um one time on like how to like actually like all these things kind of work together based on the temperature it's like you should wear this, this, and this. Like, this is going to stop the wind. This is going to be waterproof. This is going to yeah. keep you warm. This is going to keep you dry. Wear merino wool. Like, do all these. So, like, I mean, honestly, you can look at homeless people for advice. Like, truly, they figure this out. Um, if you ever see somebody, like, cramming newspaper into their coat, what they're doing, they're creating air pockets. This is why Yeti will keep a drink cold for hours, right? Uh, it's because there's an air gap, and that air gap creates keeps the exterior air uh air that's cold or hot or whatever whichever one you're trying to counter away from your core Mm. uh which could be a cold drink or a hot drink or your body and those air gaps are what help insulate so that's why like Mm. if you go out and layer up on only synthetic uh like those compression shirts like under armor yeah i i usually will have some kind of base under armor um Mm -hmm. on but i'll put a puffy in between and like that is the that's game. the that's the game changer with that down in it. Is yeah. that the whole thing? Down, or you can do there, uh, you you can. There's a couple different alternatives to down too. There's mm-hmm. synthetic down, thermal um, ball. But yeah. the key is like if you get that wet, it's over with, right? It does. Like, you yeah, got to like yeah. so you then got to protect the outside of that with it, assuming listen, there's no there's no you don't hunt and like go out and have the setup, right? right. Like you every morning I'm looking at what is going to happen yeah. if it's not going to rain. I might wear just my down coat. If it's mm-hmm. going to rain, I'm switching to another coat altogether. I have a duck hunting coat. You have you I have, have one. Of you you have one of mine. That one's really loud. I have one that's um, spoiled by shot at an eight point. Three. Yeah, I should have told you like, hey, don't wear this for archery season. Um, I use. It. I should probably have known that. Yeah, that's I just. Exactly I thought happened. it was uh, to be assumed since it sounds like you're wadding up newspapers yeah. every time you move. Don't it's, make assumptions with a doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is one of my favorite coats to wear hunting. It's, it's great. So, it was so warm. Yeah. I mean, like I've worn that thing. I actually shot that deer wearing that coat yeah uh so don't tell me it didn't work no it, it works <laughs> i'm just kidding i was like five yards from the box <laughs> yeah the story goes that Braden drew and <laughs> right it's yeah i i drew it made that noise and philly goat was in another tree it skipped like five yards towards him and before like i saw it skip and like i was still drawn and then i saw phil draw back and i was like mm, it's his now <laughs> he just blasted it right there i was like ah I uh, I wanted to give an update on toothpicks. I, did, you you had one thing too, didn't you? Or did we did we mm-hmm. kind of you would just We're just, just that I'm, I'm depressed. Um, I <laughs> don't, don't know, know what I, I'm doing I, wrong. I don't think I've told you all this. So uh, I just for the audience's knowledge, real quick. I, I hunt a property that I'm super grateful to get to hunt. Um, the guy that lets me hunt there's awesome. He's let go wild hunt out there multiple times. Kevin came in and shot his turkey out on this property. It's an awesome awesome deal um, that that this guy does because of the love of my dad, and he's been super kind to me. 
there are times when I'm obviously second fiddle, which is like when his family wants to hunt, right? Yeah. So there's times like I have something – Jacob and I were going to hunt this weekend – um, but, but, the uh, his family wanted to hunt the property and it's like, obviously, and I would never put my needs over his, like, I was like, cool, man. Like, I hope, wish him luck. Well, he, he told me that they were going to hunt and then he followed up with, Oh, by the way, I uh, just wanted to show you guys. This came out from, and he said the name of that property, what he calls it. And he sends me a picture and I'm reading the story and like, it was super cool. This Iraq veteran came out and has a bunch of kids, uh, which I can relate to. You can relate to you're getting there. Uh, on, on the three count once you get to the trifecta it's like everything starts getting real tough because uh, I'm, I'm like i've layered them almost across a decade at some point it feels like uh, of children um but the uh he, he said he's got three kids and you know never gets out and he got out and he was sitting i'm pretty sure at the same stand where i got old toothpicks and <laughs> and he said i'm just super happy for him and i start looking at this photo he sent and um, we're not going to share this because I can't share it without showing this dude's face. Um, and it's not my photo to share. But um, I'll show you all here because I start looking at this and I'm like, that is the deer. Oh, no. That Oh, so it, <gasps> this is the deer I was chasing. So it didn't go down didn't. the day that you shot. It didn't. Oh. This is him. Uh, oh, bro. Look you how thought- wide. <laughs> thought that one was the eight point that's yeah the one you but you see on. how thin yeah. look how narrow uh-huh. his tines are yeah. in the front so he's got he doesn't have great mass but he is super wide oh, right yeah like, that's tall crazy. too yeah he's got very tall tines and you can see why i thought he was a 10 point i had never gotten a good look at him because if you remember first time i saw him was he was running behind me and i saw this big wide rack yeah. and i grunted at him and he kind of like thought about it mm-hmm. but then um he, he he never slowed down that day and then the um the next time was it was dark, and so you know, looking at him through a scope, all I can see is he's super wide. Right. And that deer is the widest deer I've ever seen on that property. Yeah. I've seen way better mass, but he was super wide. So you can see now why the third time when he came out right. and he's tilted this way, yeah. And I'm sitting over here, and you can't see the tines. Yeah, they're so they're thin. they're thin. They're yeah. not like they're not like. I, it, it's not like toothpicks, no, but they're not like toothpicks. It's not like a big sure. mature deer. That's, he's probably two and a half, three and a half year old deer, but yeah. he's a really good wide deer. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him and I was like, so I've saw that deer three times out there. And that's the one I accidentally passed on. I confessed about it. Um, I know that's him though. I've never, cause it's just so wide. Like that's, that's a pretty, I mean, he would have been, I don't know what you guys think, but he's close to 24 inches wide. Like yeah. that deer is awesome deer. Uh, 18, I think. And then the one downstairs is 20. Uh, and he's bigger than both of them by Definitely. far, by yeah. far, by 100%. far. What did you put on um, your Go Wild trophy, the toothpick was? I remember I mean, seeing I, it. I, it was I, like two inches. Or it, <laughs> his uh, in antler tines or yeah. width? No, the width. I mean, I, th- I guessed. I was like, I think it's five inches, though. Because, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that would cover yeah. him, you know? So, um Anyway, so that's my update. Well, I, I am really happy for that guy, I though. Say, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was, I was uh, hurt to see at first. Like, I'm like, oh my god, look! How, I would have been really happy with that deer. It would have probably been one of, I mean, one of the best. I don't know if he would have beaten. I don't ever measure him because I don't care. Uh, but like, I would have measured the width, and I would have, you know, it would have been fun. Uh, yeah. But I was happy for that old. Dude, it's a cool so. story. Yeah, you got it. Kind of like completed it. it tied You didn't. You got some closure. I felt better knowing that he didn't. He wasn't the shot I heard ten minutes after I passed right. on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, and if you haven't seen this, you just got to go watch episode one of Uncensored because I can't. I can't even. We have a couple minutes left here, so I don't have time to retell it. You don't want to relive that pain either. No, you know, <laughs> I, I I tell you what. Um, this is kind of funny. We were joking about how looking at uh, trophies on Go Wild can like maybe maybe get you down almost. Like you're like, man, look yeah. at everybody else just slaying all these deer. Right. Uh, but the thing that has 
made me feel the best out of this uh, through the go wild community primarily has been people saying like, dude, uh, that's not your, like, don't feel bad about that. Like I've done it. The number of mm-hmm. people that have yeah. told me, I've had multiple people comment on that post and other ones and say like, Hey man, I've been hunting for 45 years and I've done that multiple times. I've had a lot of people be like, <clears throat> Hey, it's uh, Kentucky fish and wildlife should make a rule that it's three inches or longer because if it's shorter than three inches, when their ears are up, you can't, you see, can't them. see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way I, those were laying, they're back. laying back, man. It's crazy. It's, I mean, you guys saw my trophy photo. I think we might've put it on that first episode of like when, when his ear is up, when I'm holding them mm-hmm. after the, in the, the tr- trophy shot, you know, you can't even see them. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I think that's going to be all we have time for today. Uh, I'm ready to have a great week. We've got some fun stuff we're working on that we'll, we'll, We'll start telling some trade show prep stories here soon because there's some ridiculous things that are happening around the office. I thought we almost killed Dan the other day, bringing in that case. Oh, oh yeah. You should have seen the peddler's mall. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. People people see that, like, we raise money, and they, they think that we're probably, like, out there big balling, and then they don't realize that we're haggling, like, uh, used uh, furniture. Yeah, Facebook we're, we're literally yeah. peddler's mall furniture. Yeah, buying buying stuff for a trade show. So we'll tease that. Uh, coming up, but I'm ready to, you know, after spending like five days at home with my kids as my wife worked, I'm ready to be in some adult company and get some stuff done this week. Pitter patter. All right, log this show on Go Wild if you if you if you uh, if you're if you're on there. If you're not on there, I don't know why you would listen to 30 minutes of us idiots <laughs> rambling. Uh, but go to go to Go Wild, create an account, download GoWild.com right now, and uh, if you create an account, you're gonna get 10 bucks. So have at it.